Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are very excited to be discussing Three Wise Men and a Baby, perhaps the most hotly anticipated Hallmark movie of the season. Seriously. Before we tell you all of our thoughts about this movie, let me remind you, you can find us outside of the podcast on Instagram, on TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy. And you can also email us at meganandwindy at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts on these movies, your reviews, your feedback, whatever you like. Also, I want to encourage listeners to drop into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. I love it there. Great group of people talking about Hallmark. Indeed. Let's talk about Hallmark in general. There's lots to talk about this week. Man, just totally, right? Yeah. Coincidentally, kind of, we opened last week's episode with some of our thoughts on Great American Country slash Family Mm -hmm. because it had come up in our Facebook group. Right. But I kind of was like, I mean, I feel like it's important to make our statement, to make it very clear where we stand. But also I was like, this is old news. It's been a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then what happened? Mainstream media decides to cover comments made by Candace Cameron Bure. On the one hand, I'm very glad that this article was written and then all of the this is not the first article that's been written about Gak family but apparently it just it was the spark that lit a thousand media fires there was a follow-up article in decider mm-hmm. which we can link in our show notes we talked about on our instagram stories and i actually i talked about it in our stories on our Megan and Wendy account and it got so much engagement that i republished it as a reel because i wanted it to live forever in like, let's be very clear where we stand on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to go well for Gek. I don't think so either. And for those who don't know, CCB came out and was talking about how she wants to make movies that portray traditional marriage. And I put that in quotes, right? Mm-hmm. And she started to receive a lot of backlash from other actors, mm-hmm. from the public, also, she's getting a lot of support, too, which really just chaps my hide, but it's it kind of just, like, took over. Now, I by the time this episode drops, I feel like maybe it's kind of old news, but it's the narrative that there is a traditional marriage. That means something. Yes, exactly. If that means something to you, and people came into our comments like, I, I just want to see these traditional relationships on screen. I still love all my brothers and sisters. No, you don't. If you're calling one specific type of marriage traditional and everything else is non-traditional, that is othering every other type of relationship, and that's not love. I agree. So the problem is in the the traditional language because that's, Mm -hmm. that's garbage. Let's get rid of that. Relationships take a lot of forms. As do people. And there's been horrific news in the past week. Yes. And this is why this sort of thing matters on a small scale. It matters that you turn on the TV and you see all types of people and all types of relationships. And that is what is normal to you. And you are not some radicalized human who is like, oh, no, this is this is wrong. The whole thing is just gross to me. It just it breaks my heart. Like, I just hate it so much. And I've been trying to we have a girls gone Hallmark Instagram that I try to like post to every once in a while. But I was reposting like Holly Robinson Pete has come out Mm -hmm. against what uh, CCB has said. Tyler Hines. 
and not specifically, but he, you know, is talking about how he's liking the way Hallmark is going. Of course, Jonathan Bennett has a same-sex movie coming out. Like, I cannot wait for The Holiday Sitter. Like, so there's been a lot of support. It just breaks my heart. I hate it. I I, I fully agree. I hate it. And by the way, speaking of a Great American Family, I believe is debuting CCB's movie this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, apparently, like, their channel has been doing not so great in the viewership. To say the least, yes. And so I think, like, her debut of her movie is really going to be kind of the tipping point to see, like, which way that channel goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, goodbye. Hopefully, this is it. <laughs> okay, let's. Ratings, yeah, go okay. ahead. We're going to save the three wise men and a baby ratings, but we have some recent ratings news on some other recent Hallmark movies. Inventing the Christmas Prince, which also aired this past weekend, debuted with 1.457 viewers, which put it fourth on Friday. And the only thing it came in, and this is in live viewership, was after basketball. Like, NBA basketball was the only thing that was ahead of it. Fantastic. It is... Fewer viewers total than the same movie last year, which was Nantucket Noel. However, Nantucket Noel was 20th in the overall ratings. So maybe there's just fewer cable viewers, period. We know there are. Right, right. So that's good news. That's really good news. In fact, I think with the addition of Hallmark movies on Peacock, like, Mm -hmm, I know mm -hmm. we talked about its own life. New movies are only available for a few days after, but me knowing that that movie is sitting there and I can watch it Saturday morning or Sunday morning or Monday morning or whatever. Straight I think through. Yeah, straight through. I think a lot of people are probably doing that. Yeah, and that viewership isn't counted. I mean, this is all in like live viewership as it's happening. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that viewership is counted, but in a different way. Those numbers are not recorded um, in these initial ratings. We also have a, a, a newcomer to the top 10 Hallmark 2022. <laughs> I'm a little surprised, to be honest. Me too. If you listened to our review last week of The Royal Nanny, it's number six overall for all of 2022. Yeah, with 2.57 million viewers. I do suspect we have some big, big movies coming up. We still have Lacey Chabert's movie. We still have Tyler Hines' movie. We still have The Rockettes movie. We've got some other movies that could shake things up, especially it being Thanksgiving weekend. So I think this is still really in flux. But they might still stick in the top ten. Yeah, that just makes me wonder, like, I I didn't love The Royal Nanny. And, no. And because I was expecting a Christmas movie and it wasn't a Christmas movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the bottom line for me. Mm -hmm. So, But I wonder if that was a draw for people. They're like, hey, let me check out what's this. This is very unlike Hallmark. I'm going to see what's going on here. I think you hit the nail on the head there because I think what I've noticed about Hallmark this year is that it's not... We are still getting some very, very Hallmark-y movies. But it's not just the same formula shuffled. Like you put it into a movie bot generator and it's like, (laughs) give me a profession, give me a small town, give me a conflict, right? Right. Uh, I do think people are responding to the fact that Hallmark is doing something different. And if Hallmark makes a 
spy movie, then they're a little bit in on that. Right. Right. Yeah, my uh, my bingo card is not holding up well this year. <laughs> you know what? There have been a severe lack of multiple hot drinks on these movies. I know. I know. I know. They're not leaning on the gingerbread house building contest and a steaming <laughs> mug of cocoa with marshmallows spilling out of the top. That is funny. Hey, let's talk about something new that's coming to the Hallmark Channel. Please. It dropped earlier this week is the trailer for a new series called The Way Home, and it stars Andy McDowell and Kyler Lee. Mm-hmm. That's how you say her name? Yeah. I'm not familiar with her. I did see she was on Grey's. Yes. Yes. This show will premiere on Sunday, January 15th. And I got to say, the trailer definitely had me interested. The trailer drew me in. I... It, to me, felt very much like a series we would see on Freeform or mm, even yeah. Netflix. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about this one. And I love Andy McDowell. She was incredible on the Netflix series Made. Oh, um, so good. So I'm really excited. And you want to share some exciting news? Uh, we will be adding a second episode so that we can review the new series I'm right so here on exci- Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm so excited. So, I'm so excited. excited. Can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know how that's going to shape. We got, we're going to have to talk offline about our schedule, <laughs> you know, but we're going to make it work. We are going to make it work. Yeah. Are you ready to talk three wise men and a baby? I am. Would you like to share a synopsis? Here we go. Three brothers get the surprise of their lives when they are forced to work together and care for a baby over the holidays. Starring Paul Campbell, Tyler Hines, Andrew Walker, and Margaret Collin. Let's talk some news and notes. Okay, this is specific to the movie. Indeed. Do you want to talk about the ratings? I do, because we have another addition to the Hallmark Top 10, and it's not like tucked in the middle. It's number one. Yeah. Number one with 3.63 million viewers beating out The Wedding Veil, which originally had 3.39. It had 31% of the demo. I am not surprised given the number of people who were live tweeting and sharing their experiences live on Instagram. I'm not surprised. I'm thrilled. Me too. I'm not surprised either. There was so much promotion leading up to this movie. I mean... Even from the actors, you know, very engaged on social media. Yes. They knew they had something special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the first Hallmark movie featuring three male leads. Ah. It was exciting. I think think the wedding veil from earlier this year was the first movie that had, like, three female leads in it. I, I... I would agree with you, except that the actress is Allie Liebert, and she was in the movie. Every time a bell rings from 2021, it stars three sisters, Erin Cahill, Brittany Ishibashi, and Allie Liebert. Oh. Three sisters reunite in their hometown and discover their late father planned one last scavenger hunt. Oh, then I'm wrong. I'm actually just assuming that the Wedding Veil movie was... Was uh, the but first? This was, this was a Hallmark movies now movie, so oh, interesting. I could see why it uh, 
it, I mean, I only, the only reason I'm aware of it is because of my research for this movie mm-hmm. and the fact that Allie Liebert, who was in Three Wives, Men and a Baby, was also in this movie. Uh, anyway. I like, I like to note that she also directed North to Home, which also starred Kimberly Sestad. What? Yes. We, need to, we still need to watch that. I know. I'm like, it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. I'm like, I am putting, I'm going to look for it this it's week. on my DVR. I am I going to watch saved. it. <laughs> okay. All signs are telling us we need to watch that movie. I know. (laughs) Of course, this movie was co-written by Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad. Let's write some more movies together, folks. Do Can they just be like the new writing team for Hallmark? Just write them all. Yeah. They wrote previously 2020's Christmas by Starlight. It's been re-airing on Hallmark Channel like this last week. I have it recorded. I'm going to watch it. I have not seen it. I have seen that, but I need to rewatch it now that I'm a Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad like super fan. Yeah. <laughs> super fan. <laughs> I just I watched it, you know, in my in my pre Girls Gone Hallmark days mm-hmm. when I was just a casual viewer who would mm-hmm. be like making dinner with a Hallmark movie on in the background. Right. Right, right, right. Baby Thomas in this movie was played by twin girls named Katie and Callie. They're currently ten months old. According to their mom's Instagram. Oh, they're so this super was cute. Just recorded, filmed two months ago. It had to have been right because yeah, they, they were, were eight months old when they played. How do you know that? From an article I read. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah, I was creeping at the mom's Instagram, and she had like a picture from earlier this month that said the babies were like we're ten months old, holding a little sign. Oh, you know, very cute. This was directed by Terry Ingram, who's having a very good year because he also directed the Wedding Veil trilogy among his 84 directing credits. He's having a really good year. Uh Uh Uh-huh. I wonder if he, does he get the big ask for the money? Like, what's his Mm. rate? You Mm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have this note, but Margaret Collin, who plays the mom, Barbara Brenner. She was also in the 1987 movie Three Men and a Baby, where she played Tom Selleck's girlfriend. And I like to say bravo to casting. I know, right? I did not make that connection as I was watching, only in my post-viewing research, even though I did recently re-watch Three Men and a Baby. Did you? I did. I think it's on maybe Disney Plus, or I don't know, it like popped up somewhere, one of our streaming services. And I loved that movie as a child. Uh-huh. I would not say it's particularly family friendly if you have young children. <laughs> There's like, the beginning is like the dudes, they're all very like sexed up and there's a lot of there's some like drug situation and there's some really? bad guys. I mean, my like 12 and 15 year old, eh, they're fine. But if you have like little kids, I would not say it's like super small child appropriate. I kind of think I want to watch it. I mean, I love Tom Selleck. I think he's so incredibly handsome and especially during that era. <laughs> so I have some you know, complicated the feelings about Tom Selleck. Why? We've uh, talked we, about this before. We have. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Was he a Trump fan? What did what, what I was don't it? actually know his political affiliation. Here's my <laughs> Here's my uh, Tom Selleck grudge. And this is, uh, do you remember the Rosie O'Donnell talk show? Yes. Rosie's a big fan of Tom Selleck. But Tom uh-huh. Selleck did an ad that said, I am the NRA. And oh. she had him on. And she was like, hey, Tom, Tommy, as a as a spokesperson for the NRA. And he's like, I'm not a spokesperson for the NRA. And she's like, your ad literally says, I am the NRA. Anyway, 
you know, we've got complicated feelings about guns around here. So mm-hmm. I, I have complicated feelings about Tom Selleck. I didn't know that. I mean, I did know that because you told me, but, you know, I don't remember anything. So hmm. I would love to know that he's updated his feelings. I haven't done any research into into his current activism. Let's so, do deep. We'll do a deep dive. <laughs> Tom Selleck deep dive. On Tom Selleck. We'll, we'll update you next week, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, well, Allie Liebert, who we just discussed, she plays Fiona, who's Tyler Hines' love interest. She also was in one episode of BH90210. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> was she on? She was not on Once Upon a Time, but stay tuned for a Did You See That moment later on. Or was she ever in For Real? What's it called? <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> No, she does not get the Hallmark guest star tic-tac-toe. Okay. Oh, my God. That's funny. That's so funny. That's all I've got for news and notes. One last tie-in. Fiona Vroom plays Susie. Yeah. She is Stefan's love interest. She's also in a show called Snowpiercer, which I think you might like. Kind of dramatic. But she was in The Wedding Veil as well. Snowpiercer sounds sci-fi to me. It... Only in the sense that it's, like, in the future and there's, like, some major weather event where it's, like, really snowy and cold outside, so they're stuck on this train. No, um, I'm out. Come on. But it's You it's know me not, better than that. It's, anyway, okay. All right. moving on. Tell me what you liked about this movie. Let's do a first impression first. Oh, yes, you're right. So sorry. I said in the Countdown to Christmas preview episode that this movie was a love letter to Hallmark fans, and Hallmark confirmed that with their opening shot of Andrew Walker shirtless. I mean... That scene was so funny. From go was really funny, yeah. right? I was and like, they know. They know nice what to look doing. at. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like when he was doing his yoga poses or whatever he was doing, I'm like, the man is like 42 years old and he looks hot, hotter than you know what. And meanwhile, I am 43, and you know what I did before recording this episode? <laughs> I went to physical therapy. <laughs> And when I came home and climbed the stairs so I could walk into my closet to record this episode that we're recording remotely because our children are home from school, my legs were like jello after 40 minutes of physical therapy. We need to get our lives together, dude. So, oh, my God. May I have the number of Andrew Walker's trainer, please? Oh, God. Well, I loved your first impression. Mine is... Not that funny. All it is is uh, the hype was real. This did not disappoint. 100%. So what did we like about this movie? Well, let me start. Please. I loved that this story was primarily about their brothers and their relationship. Uh It totally abandoned any previous Hallmark holiday movie trope, and I just loved and appreciated that. I thought it was heartfelt, relatable. I just thought it was a great story. Here's how you know Kimberly Sustad and Paul Campbell are good at what they do, because the focus was on the brothers, but the romantic relationships in this movie didn't feel like throwaway storylines. Right. They somehow managed to incorporate them without them being the focus, but you're still thrilled at the end when they all end up together. Mm-hmm. It's masterful. It's like chef's kiss. So well done. I do have a note Ooh. later on. We're going to discuss it. Tyler Hines living in his mom's basement oh is <laughs> just the Hallmark movie moment I didn't know I needed when she's calling him for dinner and he's like, Ma, I'll be upstairs in a minute. I just, it's perfection. It was so funny. 
That that whole scene is so funny where he is talking to a 12-year-old while they're gaming <laughs> and giving advice. Oh, my God. I just cracked up. And then to have him be downstairs in the basement, and he's like, Ma, I'll be up in five minutes. I died. I, I died. I thought it was so funny. And then later on, and I know we're like all over the place, but when he's taking care of the baby and the baby notices the computer screen in the back and he's like... <laughs> Do you game? Like, he's so straight and says it so straight that I'm dying. I laughed out loud so many times in this movie. Uh Uh It was, like you said, chef's kiss perfection. It was. And it's just the banter. I just imagine them writing this movie and they're like, you call him pet detective and then say, all righty then. And I, oh my God. It was so good. Did you die? Did you die? I was like, are we the only ones getting the joke there? Like, anybody younger than us is not going to get the joke, right? I, it was so funny. I, I, oh, so well done. I wonder if they like, if they like change things on the fly to like, hey, okay, what if I do this here and like, you know, whatever. I'm mm. so curious, like how the changes were from like the original script, you know, in terms of like yeah. ad libbing or whatever. So here's a not funny thing that I loved. Okay, I loved the take on single motherhood. Mm-hmm. I loved their messaging about single motherhood, the grace that they showed to the mother who needed help. I thought that was a really powerful message in this movie and they could have gone a lot of different ways and I thought that was well done I have some mixed feelings about that and I will address it in our wished for section but what I did love about that the through thread there is that uh, Margaret Collin the mom who plays Barbara was like I want to be the person to help her. Like, she wasn't going to call child services. She just wanted to be, like, this soft place to land for this mother who was obviously struggling. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was very nice. Very nice. What else you got? I thought it was really good. You know, the story obviously was about their brothers, but their own specific storylines, too, that were individual to them, mm-hmm. I thought was... Uh, important i don't know relatable i don't Mm. know you know we have like stefan who's dealing with like some sort of anxiety and then you have uh taylor which his name is tyler i get real (laughs) mixed up um you know he was struggling being who he is and then andrew walker you know his they all got struggles and i just liked it like but then they also were like we're so I didn't say blessed. They were having the conversation in the car. I can't remember. They were like, we got the greatest mom. And they were talking about their dad. Oh, just got me. It got me. I loved that car conversation. And like any parent of teens knows, like that's when you have the hard conversation when nobody has to look you in the eye. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great, that Mm -hmm. moment in the car. Mm -hmm. How much did you relate to the only one I don't show up for is me line? Oh, my gosh. I totally related to it. However, however, I did go, wait, he did mention he worked out, like he had gotten up and worked out and then baked some cookies or something like that in the morning he was taking care of the baby. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, he shows up for himself that way. <laughs> you know? But yes, I understand that he has carried the load or has, you know, has thought he's carried the load for his family for so many years. But yeah, I totally found that relatable. Kind of sad. 
just I have two minor things that I really like. The chemistry between the guys was excellent. Like you can tell that they're truly friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and very easy to work with together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know I hate hijinks, but I loved all the baby hijinks in this movie. Oh, yeah. The putting together the swing or whatever and finding the formula and the stinky diapers and the washing the baby off, like all that stuff. All that stuff. Only maybe because I've been there as a mom. So I, I don't it was just great. I thought it was great. I I like baby storylines. Like I loved that sort of stuff in the original Three Men and a Baby. In movies like Look Who's Talking, loved that freaking movie. Uh, the baby really brings that kind of on home. Let's talk about what we wish for. And do you have anything? Well, I want to say this. As I mentioned, I believe this was a movie made for the fans. And as a result, as a fan, I cannot, I tried, I cannot watch this movie objectively. There was so much that I loved about it. And I can't not see it through the lens of someone who is a fan of these people, who knows what it means for all of these people. And I don't just mean the dudes, but Kimberly Sestad and the whole community, Terry Ingram, to work together. So I, the reality is I can't, I'm not finding it easy to be objective. So what I wrote for Wish was 10 out of 10, no notes. However... Sleepy Kitty Paw on Twitter mm-hmm. did posit that the only sequel they'll be into is the one called Three Men and Three Babies, where they're all left alone for their babies for the weekend, and they've got a toddler running around, and I'm here for it. Please make it happen. I have that note, too. I, <laughs> You know I quit Twitter a couple weeks ago. I signed up for Twitter again Stop. today <laughs> because I wanted to read her her. Notes no, on it. We have a Megan and Wendy Twitter account that you I don't know use. the password. I can't get in. I'm sorry. I'll give it to you. I, I made a girls gone Hallmark account and I was like, whatever. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna nice. like follow the people who I need information from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, I agree. Would you watch that movie? I yes. in a heartbeat, right? I was like, they please. Could- are they writing that right now? Please, please, please. They could publish the outtakes and the deleted scenes from this movie in a two-hour special, and I'd watch every minute of that, too. <laughs> well, I am going to put that on our Instagram this afternoon because, you know, yesterday Mr. Tyler Hines liked one of my stories. Mm-hmm. I was very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's what I wish for. I have two things. Okay. The first one is, I have a hard time believing a mother would leave her child at a fire station. However, I'm struggling with this part of the story because part of me finds it unbelievable, but then the other part of me finds that people are capable of doing anything when they're desperate enough. Well, you do know that, like, fire stations are, like, safe havens, like, where you can leave a baby. Is that, I don't know if that was like an urban legend or not. No, some of them have like actual baby boxes like that are open to the outside. But like, do people actually still do that in 2022? I I think people who don't feel like they have another alternative think that's the best thing to do. I'm not being like judgy. No, I know. I'm not. I'm curious. I think it happens. Yeah. So this article says. 
The safe haven for newborns law allows a parent to safely surrender their unwanted newborn within three days of birth to an employee at any hospital, emergency department, most fire stations, or other designated safe havens in California without the fear of arrest or prosecution as long as the baby has not been abused or neglected. Mm. There's no name required. A bracelet will be placed on the baby for identification, and the bracelet will help connect the parent to the baby if they wish to reclaim the baby within the 14-day cooling off period. So apparently you have two weeks to reclaim your baby. Yeah, but you only <clears throat> excuse me, but you only have three days after their birth. So it's not like you can drop a toddler off. Correct. That would be neglect and child abuse. Yes. And I would imagine you would go to prison for that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not really sure that this eight-month-old baby situation holds up. Yeah. Um, the second thing is... Am I to believe that Andrew Walker's character falls in love with Sophie? Yes, and they're together. Soph, come over here. You got to see this. I love that. I love that part. I did. Um, But did he just love Thomas? You know what I mean? Is that why he, you know, Mm, you know, like. That is a good question. Thomas was the connector rather than like him actually being attracted to Sophie or I mean maybe they get to know each other in that time whatever I just you know I'm nitpicking here right is it too neat of a bow for him to end up with her maybe right I didn't hate it (laughs) I like that they all end up with oh no I didn't hate it either like it really wanted him and Thomas's life Um, absolutely me too are you ready for did you see that I did I do (laughs) I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, yes, I don't have anything specific. I just have a few of a couple of my favorite scenes and some thoughts. Okay. But go ahead. One, there's a blatant Daisy Tower Cream ad. <laughs> oh, yes. A day, dollar a daisy will do ya. We buy Daisy Sour Cream. Happy to see it. And then there's a full commercial. And it did say, presented by Daisy Sour Cream. So, you know, great. I did um, not see that on uh, Peacock. I watched mm, it on Peacock. I didn't see anything that said presented by Daisy Well, this daisy was sour like cream. a mid-roll commercial. So they probably, anyway, had Peacock-specific yeah. commercials. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have a Date My Dad cameo. Oh. Oh, we do. Chris Gautier, who Mm -hmm. plays Todd on Date My Dad, who in a miscarriage of justice is only credited with one episode of Date My Dad. That's not true. Oh, that's not true. Uh, He plays Neighbor Todd. We loved him. Wendy and I have a relationship with the show Date My Dad. We've talked about it before. We don't need to get into it. But he also which I had forgotten about, but we're watching this movie with my husband and son, and my son goes, is that? And I was like, how does he know him? And my husband goes, yeah, Smee, from Once Upon a Time. Oh, that's funny. And he was the bearded guy who worked at Tyler Hines' work, Fun and Games, which I thought was really clever. Yes, indeed. He played Kevin. I oh, they ha- He had a name? I didn't did. know he had a name. I honestly thought I... I thought that was one of the guys from the Deck to Hall Mark podcast. Oh, that's funny. They kind of look alike. I don't uh, know. I can't uh-huh. remember their names over there, but like they kind of look alike. Like Bran. He looks a little bit like Bran. He yes. was also in yes. Christmas House too, which you have not seen, but no. you should. Okay. I got one more. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. The fallen firefighter in the, his photo in the fire yeah. station. Yeah. 
According to Sleepy Kitty Pop, that's Terry Ingram. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I had to look Terry Ingram up today to find out if Terry Ingram was a man or a woman because I have not known forever and IMDb does not have a photo. Mm. And, you know, Terry is kind of one of those gender neutral names. So uh-huh. I, that's really funny. That's really funny. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of actually surprised we haven't talked about the next one, but I imagine you're going to. So why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, These are a couple of my favorite scenes. They're at the Christmas market, and Stefan is reminiscing about the photo they're taking. They took it with Santa as children. Yeah. And the two others just walk away, and he's just going on and on and on. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. That was hilarious. Um, another scene where Stefan and Susan, played by Fiona Vroom, uh, they're at the dog park, and he's trying to hide from the guy that wants to ask, you know, wants him to talk or whatever. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, are we hiding? And like spoons up next to him. And I thought these two were like so damn delightful together. Yeah. Like they were just so funny. I was like, I need like a whole like movie about them. Uh Like they're so quirky and different. I just loved it. And then finally, when the three of them are walking up to Santa and they're all decked out in that elf wear, I just wanted to watch that scene in slow motion. And I had... I think maybe I've seen it, like, (laughs) online in Uh slow motion. It happened way too fast for me. (gasps) Yeah. The the candy cane. Why are you laughing? Because the whole, yes, the candy cane, like a cigarette, all dangling out of it. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it just must be so great to know that, like, you're just so handsome and that the women are watching these movies because of you. It just right. must be great to live that life. I know. And then just to play it up on social media, you've totally seen it. There were multiple shots of them coming out of their trailer in slow-mo. There's also a tri- slow-mo video of them, like, walking out to the ice, which we don't see. We don't see them ice skate, I don't think. In the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's, like, a promo video that one of the dudes shared. It's, like, a slow-mo of them, like, walking out to the ice and them ice skating. And uh, Andrew and Tyler are both appear to be good ice skaters, but Paul is, like, pushing the stroller on the ice. <laughs> this is a great scene. I, this is why I need the deleted scenes. I know. I cannot believe we have not talked about this This final did you see that moment. What? Which was a moment that I had in my legs, but decided to st- save, and that is the Kimberly Sustad cameo. Oh, I mean, it's obvious. I know, but it was a delight to see her as the doctor, and she says, you can't write this stuff. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I have to also mention neighbor Mark Lamarck, who <laughs> I thought the some of the funniest lines between him and Tyler Hines, like, it, I... Hilarious. Mark LeClark. Oh, Lamarck Lamarck. <laughs> Mark LeClark. <laughs> I knew it rhymed. I couldn't remember what it was. Um, finally for me. Also in North to Home, by the way. <laughs> that dude, Mark yeah. LeClark, is in Mark North LeClark. to Home? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, uh, over the years here on Girls Gone Hallmark, Any Tyler Hines movie we've talked about, I've talked about how bad his hair has been previous to 2022. Uh Actually, it was 2021. I think he debuted his new haircut in last year's Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, Unexpected Christmas, um, which still I love. Uh Um, But 
his hair is such perfection right now. Uh-huh. Like it was, it's so hot. And I hate to like be sitting here in my closet talking about how hot Tyler Hines is <laughs> down to his freaking hairstyle. But I just, I can't with this man. I mean, all three of these men are such wowie zowies. Like I just, I'm so excited. I, sorry. I have no yep. words. Yep. Yep, yep. I mean, what did you rate this movie? I gave it five stars. <laughs> I mean, is it obvious? I mean, I... I was so excited to sit down and talk about this movie. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. I have a question for you. Now, your other five-star movie is... We didn't even review it, but I think we talked about it. Um, Ghost of Christmas Always. Is mm-hmm. that a five-star movie for you? Mm, 4.75 maybe okay 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 the the difference to me is with those movies that is a christmas movie uh-huh and this is a christmas e movie okay i don't want to compare them at some point i may have to and I oh don't... yes you are when we have to when we're gonna we're gonna do our our christmas oh, our movie bracket, bracket. yeah because yeah, what if this movie comes up against that movie i'm gonna have to do some thinking about that i, I think know. i think I'm going to have to do something about that. Well, we'll see. We're going to do a blind draw on, like, where the movies land. So, who knows? We should do that, like, on Instagram Live. I think so, too. And I we might be able to do it while we're in Denver. <gasps> That's so fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Next week's a big week. In our calendars, we call it Girls Gone Hallmark Week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yes. Have, uh, we are planning on four new movies. Yes. It's going to be a lot. Do you, are you, are you still good with that? I'm gonna try my best. All right. Well, you know we do have the Rockette Spectacular coming this weekend. We have Lacey Chabert's movie Haul Out the Holly. We have Tyler Hines' movie Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. We have the terribly named Hashtag Xmas. It's a big weekend. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you enjoy a Hallmark movie with some leftover pie in your stretchy pants on the couch. If you haven't watched this movie, I can guarantee it's going to be re-airing. Three Wise Men and a Baby. Catch it. If you haven't watched The Ghosts of Christmas Always, I think it was a serious mistake not to put it on Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. There's some speculation. There's a reason why that was done. Oh, tell me. Do you know uh, what it so is? So that it came out before Spirited, which is also a movie from the perspective of the ghosts. Oh, interesting. Spirited is a Apple Plus movie. Which I did watch. Did you like it? I did, very much. Oh, just uh, off topic, my husband watched the new sequel to A Christmas Story. Oh, uh uh-huh. Said he enjoyed it very much. Does he like A Christmas Story? The original? Yes, Uh loves it. One of his favorite. See, I can't stand that movie. It makes me physically uncomfortable to watch the whole thing, start to finish, my skin crawls. So I don't know. But I, I, if you have similar feelings about the original A Christmas Story and have seen the new one, please let me know. Is it more or less uncomfortable to watch? I'm telling you, he enjoyed it. Also, I watched the Lindsay Lohan movie. Did you? I can't remember what it's called right now. Falling for Christmas? It's very much a Hallmark-esque movie. All right. Hop into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark, to discuss all of the movies that you're watching. And if you have a minute, leave us a rating or a review. We've gotten some feedback. People don't know how to do that. Wendy's going to leave a link in the show notes to how to leave a link in the Apple Podcasts app. If you listen elsewhere, not every app 
has a review system, but the Apple Podcasts app does. And it should be pretty easy to just scroll down to the bottom of the Girls Gone Hallmark page and just tap, leave a review. Give us five stars. Have a great weekend. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving, enjoy. Put those stretchy pants on. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye.